Ah, it's Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1 WAJI here on an election Tuesday. Angie Nash in studio. Let's get to what's trending. Lots going on in the news. Early voting, big success in Allen County. Over 105,000 votes have already been cast. However, that doesn't necessarily mean shorter lines today at the polls. Because of COVID, the number of polling sites in Allen County, but I'm sure it's similar in all surrounding counties, have been pulled back. So here in Allen County, we had 116 normally. We've pulled back to 70 polling locations. So you may not be going to where you typically had been going. So just heads up, you can go to indianavoters.in.us and there's other sites that also make sure you get to the right polling location today. 80% of Americans at some point will watch the election returns to either closely or very closely, but 20% of us won't pay attention at all. That's what research says, and I get both parties. Experts are saying today is about patience because there is a great likelihood a winner will not be declared today. In fact, they expect to have over 160 million votes, and that takes a while to them, I guess. <laughs> However, if you kind of just want some of the 411 and sound smart today at work, analysts are saying you want to keep an eye on six swing states today. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, North Carolina, and Florida. Usually Ohio's in the mix, and I don't know that Ohio is much of a battleground state this year. This is interesting. The CDC says people with coronavirus or who are quarantining because they might have been exposed should still vote today. That's again, according to the CDC. They just ask that you wear a mask, stay at least six feet away from other people, and the poll workers know that you potentially could be infected. Are you really going to do that? I'm saying that feels really uncomfortable. I don't know. An additional 3,000 Hoosiers tested positive yesterday. And that's what's trending now with our Magic 95.1 news. Our home... It's in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. It's election day. Angie Nash is in the studio. In order to break up some of the monotony, I have for you presidential fact or fiction. Woo! I love this song. <laughs> you love Family Feud? Oh, my gosh. I love Family Feud. All right. These, I'm going to say statements. And Angie, you can guess if they are fact or fiction. Okay. Donald Trump is the first president to not accept his presidential salary. Yes. Fact. That is fiction. <gasps> Believe it or not, George Washington was the first to refuse at the time his $25,000 a year salary. Man, that's a lot, though, in George Washington time. Yeah, I'm you kidding. Shoot, that's a lot in this time. <laughs> Who are we playing with? <laughs> Factor fiction, William Harrison gave his, William Henry Harrison, you know, at that time, some of those presidents had three names. And they wanted to let you know them all. <laughs> William Henry Harrison gave his inaugural speech during bad weather. And a month later, he died of pneumonia, making it the shortest presidency on record. Is that fact or fiction? That is true. That is true. That is true. That dude got pneumonia during his inauguration address and then buckus later. <laughs> Fact or fiction? Jimmy Carter is the first known president to go on the record for seeing a UFO. False fiction. <laughs> That's fact. Oh, 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 oh. oh my golly oh, goodness. Oh, gosh. Uh, Give me some more. I feel like I'm not exceeding at this. I want to win. All right. I got a whole bunch of these throughout the morning, but here we go. Fact or fiction. Uh, presidential fun facts here. Teddy Roosevelt is the only president to continue delivering a campaign speech after being shot. Is that true or false? I think that's true. It is true. <laughs> 
Teddy Roosevelt was shot in the chest by an assassin while stumping and delivering a campaign speech. He shot in the chest, continued his speech while campaigning in Milwaukee for a second term. Takes a lick and keeps on ticking. Oh, my gosh. That is something else. I have more of these throughout the morning presidential fun facts that we uh, can kind of turn them into fact or fiction or not. But uh, today, it's, it's... I think it's just about being the coolest civics teacher here on the air. We'll work down some of these fun facts in here. I've got uh, I've got stuff about Thomas Jefferson getting arrested with James Madison. We got skinny dipping presidents. <laughs> That's fun. I will get to some skinny dipping presidential fun facts coming up as well. It's Andy in the morning. Andy in the morning. Hey, it's Magic 95.1. Thanks so much for tuning in to us. If you ever miss anything on the show, get caught up with the Andy in the morning podcast. So Angie's in studio and we're going to do a little bit of an improv game. As you watch coverage tonight of the election, just so you know, I'm not swaying people to go any which way. I have no desire. I'm just trying to have fun with what's going on in the room. And the room's the election. Everyone's going to be talking about it. You're going to be talking about it at work. You may not be talking about parties, but you might be talking about, hey, how long was your line, Rick? Hey, Ralph, was anybody, <laughs> did you get a sticker at your place that's going to be some of the conversation so we want to have some fun with that as best we can so we're going to do an improv game entitled election day terminology angie i'm going to say to you an election term that you might hear covered today on any of the media tv sites what is a super delegate Oh, a super delegate. That's someone who has voted in every single election ever, and they have proof of it. So then it's not like you just go, like, I'm a super delegate. Like, you have to be superiored into being a super, a super delegate. delegate. It's, it's kind of like being knighted, but politically. Exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Okay. You know what? I'm not even going to tell people what the right answer is. I like yours better. <laughs> If you were to ask me what a super delegate was, I would be like, it's a cycle I can put my dryer on. <laughs> super delegate. I like yours better. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I got a lot of lace in this. I'm going to go and put it on super delegate. <laughs> political terminology. Angie's a political know-it-all. Here we go. What is a straw vote? Oh, I know this one for sure. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is when at the end of the night, they're not totally sure who has won. And instead of now they do it, you know, over multiple days, but they didn't used to. At the end of the night, in the original days, they would have red and blue straws. And then whoever picked it would be the winner for the night. (laughs) It's different now. It's different now, but that was the originally how they did it. Yeah. I will let you know, I still like your answer better than the real one. A straw vote is an unofficial vote taken to obtain an indication of a general trend or opinion on a particular issue. So basically, it's sort of an, uh, a small sample size of what people are doing. But I actually think your answers are better. There used to be <laughs> red and blue straws. And then they just pull one just at the end of the one night. Out. Uh, one more here. Angie in studio giving us the uh, confidence here. She's sort of... I guess improving the correct word when it comes to the meaning of these electoral terms that you're going to hear today. Have I gotten any right? Uh, no, but okay. they're all more entertaining than the real answer. <laughs> okay. Gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. That's a hard one. I have a hard time remembering if it's for women or men. But one of the two, if your name is Jerry, and it goes way back. I mean, like way back in history. <laughs> you're allowed to go to the front of the line. It's like a fast pass. <laughs> But I can't remember if it's the girl named Jerry or the man, man named, named Jerry. Jerry. But either way, that's what gerrymandering is. You know what? That's you know what? That's not right, but it should be. That's right. That is right. That's very good. 
Gerrymandering is manipulation of a district boundary line in order to adv- advantage or disadvantage a candidate or a political group. But uh, it's not like a fast pass, but kind of. It should be fast passes for Jerry's. Yeah, exactly. I like fast it. Passes Both for fast passes for Jerry's. You don't want to wait today? I just gerrymandered you. I'm playing it. Exactly. Sandy in the morning. Hey, it's Magic 95.1. Angie Nash is in studio. We're getting set here for another quick round of presidential fact or fiction. Here we go. Obviously, a lot of spotlight today on the presidential race, but I don't even know if we're going to get a winner by the end of today. Maybe by not the end of this month. We'll see how it all shakes out. But in the meantime, while we wait for all this to play out, our goal is to be like your cool civics teacher that gives you some of the 411 of some of the fun stories that may have been glossed over by other history teachers of the past. Here we go. John Adams would often skinny dip in the Potomac River. Angie, fact or fiction? He seems like a naked swimmer. I'm going to say fact. That is fact. John Quincy Adams, president number two, bigger man, by the way, would uh, he would often go in flagrante de negro out there in the Potomac. And he was like, well, I need exercise, and uh, this is how we bathe. So let's go to town. Presidential fun facts. James Madison and Thomas Jefferson were once arrested together for being caught at a brothel. Oh, my God. Please let that be true. <laughs> fact. Fact. Fiction. However, they were arrested together famously for taking a carriage ride in the countryside of Vermont on a Sunday, which violated state laws of Vermont at the time. Those naughty boys. Hey, you, Look uh, at them. You know, what are you thinking? Maybe a carriage ride? On a Sunday? No way. Come on, James Madison, you rascal. Let's do it. All right. Come on. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Abraham Lincoln took an inauguration photo standing near John Wilkes Booth, who, of course, as you know, is and became his future assassin. Is that fact or fiction? You know, I want to say false, but I think that is fact. It is fact. You're on fire. Yes, fact. Lincoln was the first president to ever be photographed at his inauguration, and in that photograph is also John Wilkes Booth. George Washington decided to rhyme his inauguration speech, and it went over so horribly, it is now illegal to rap or rhyme your inauguration speech. Is that fact or fiction? (laughs) There's so much in that story. Like, I don't even know where to sort that out. I'm going to say it is fiction. Fiction. I think it's fiction. It is fiction. Awesome. However, George Washington's inaugural speech was the shortest inaugural speech on record. Wait, so it wasn't really rhyming? No, it wasn't rhyming, but it was 133 words and less than two minutes long. The shortest in history. Now he gets all this TV coverage. You better, you know, sort of (laughs) pontificate for about 40 minutes. You got to have a good one. You got something good to say. Something good to say. Man, please let somebody wrap their speech. Wouldn't you love that? Trump or Biden? (laughs) Trump or Biden. It is, it's not illegal, but I'm sure if you did it once, you would make it illegal pretty quick. Hollywood news. Ariana Grande's new single, Position, debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 this week, extending her record as the artist with the most songs to debut at number one, this being her fifth. 
adding to her duet Stuck With You and Rain On Me with Justin Bieber and Lady Gaga, respectively. Grande has become the first artist in history to debut three songs at number one in a single year. Well, that is impressive. That is pretty good. Yeah. Take on. How's that taste, Elvis? Huh? <laughs> pretty good. AMC Theaters is going to start selling stock. Now, look, I'm not your stockbroker here, but I think they're kind of selling it on the cheap. They're going to sell, like, basically stock at about two bucks a share. They're going to try to raise $50 million in order to have enough cash to stay solvent going forward. So if you're like me, and I'm like, at some point, I think theaters will reopen in this world. But will they do it before they declare bankruptcy? Mm. And if you think that answer is yes, today, that is a stock to buy at two bucks. Wait, but what happens if you buy it and then they declare bankruptcy? Wah, wah. Really? You don't get your money back? No, no, no. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Thanks for playing. No, no good. Because then if it's not worth anything, then your stock is worthless. There's nothing to pay you out if everything's at zero. So confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lottery ticket based on a company. And uh, I don't know that it's a bad one. Um, but it, at the end of the day, I think they're running out of options. So your question is, do they stay afloat before they close forever? If you think they will, buy. That is a buy today. Apple TV Plus is adding Christopher Walken to Ben Stiller's upcoming thriller series called Severance. And here's my little tip to Ben Stiller. If you're going to debut a show on a premium cable network on streaming please don't call it severance as america goes through job loss Ooh. are you kidding nobody wants to sit down and watch that ice cold ice cold now yeah, it's no good furlough none of it don't name your shows these bad words <laughs> Big slip. that's what's happening in hollywood magic 95.1